K-Start Podcasts. I'm Ravi Gururaj. I'm the founder of QuickBot. And today we're going to talk about the value of creating networks. Uh, one of the uh, issues that often comes up is how do I approach people? How do I get to know the right folks that can help me in my business? You know, how do I expand my personal, you know, web of connections uh, so that I can, you know, either accelerate a business, have an idea, pitch to somebody, you know, look for financing, you know, recruit talent. There's a lot of reasons why people sometimes question if their network is sufficient, how to grow that network, how to bring more influential people into that network. And so let's take a look at that a bit. I think, you know, let's go back to first principles and try and understand why you'd want to create a network. I think, you know, a network is very important, one, uh, for personal growth, first and foremost, which is, you know, we don't live in an isolated world. You need to be able to bounce things off people. You need to be able to communicate with others. You might need to evangelize others on if it's a concept you have and you, that you're going to try and get, get off the ground as a startup, it's an ideation process you're in, you'll want to be able to bounce this off, not just your friends. Everybody has a set of friends or family. That's a good network, but it's not necessarily ideal uh, because oftentimes they're the folks who love you or like you or, you know, they're just your, your chums. Uh, so they may not want to give you the bad news that the idea is a really <laughs> lousy idea or they'll be extreme. They know you so well that they'll they'll actually abuse you <laughs> when you bring up the idea. So, you know, you have these two extremes with people you know well. And, you know, uh, that's not a necessarily a good sounding board. It's a, it is a sounding board. It's a valuable sounding board because they'll also tell you the honest truth in, in, at the end if you, if you really pull it out of them. Uh, and uh, they, you should value their advice. But I think, you know, for mentors and things like that, you're probably better off getting to one degree of separation. Somebody who's unfamiliar with you in, in a very intimate way, but and is willing, but at the same time is familiar enough that they're willing to talk to you honestly about your idea and give you some time, right? And so network is very valuable for that purpose in the very early stage of a startup is to, is this idea going to fly? Can I talk to somebody? Sometimes you'll want generalists, people who can talk about the idea at a broad level. Sometimes you'll want vertical experts who can talk about very specific uh, issue that you might have. Can I manufacture this device? You know, how do I compete in financial services in this area? What would I have to do? Uh, will I, is this idea even realistic in, uh, from a regulatory or a policy perspective? So then you might need either a lawyer or a policy, uh, somebody who's a policy wonk, somebody who's a manufacturing expert, somebody who's, you know, deep into XYZ area that you're thinking about, right? So, you know, you want that, uh, both, both kinds of people can give you great advice. You know, the broad generalist, very vertically focused uh, expert in a certain domain space. The other uh, big area you need uh, uh, and a good network is to connect to folks when you start the venture. So I'm going through the life cycle of a startup. You know, the first one is, hey, ideation. The second is now you're trying to get the venture off the ground. You need to start to talk to people, both talent, you need co-founders, uh, you might have those from ex-colleagues. So if you built a good network at places you worked before, you built a good network when you went to school, yeah, you've built a good network in the ecosystem because you've been in organizations of various kinds, uh, that's a good source of co-founders. And 
you know, it's much more than the, just the network. It's also while building that network, you may have worked on people on projects, you may have seen them perform, you may have, you know, had extensive interactions with them, you may have, you know, had uh, even tough times with them that, that then uh, give you faith in them. <laughs> and those are good validation points when you're trying to pick a co-founder, right? So you already have some familiarity. Uh, it's hard to pick a co-founder just with a job interview, quote unquote, or co-founder interview. There's no such thing that I know of, right? That makes it uh, a guaranteed success. Uh, and so those early marriages come out of your network in some sense. Uh, the next thing is talent. You'll need to get some for early folks on board. And that often comes from uh, the network you have. And hopefully you pick people who also have their networks, right? And that's where you need to also assess what, what does a person bring to the table in terms of network that they may bring, you know? And that's an important aspect as well. I think investors clearly, you know, you need to figure out how to network with them. Uh, you know, it, it, Oftentimes I find people will just cold call after they have the business plan and just spam everybody from some mailing list. That's a hopeless exercise, you know. I would say, you know, you should have met with some investors before. You should have met them in a context where you're not asking anything of them yet. You should have met them where uh, there's really a focused discussion on some topic that is of mutual interest. And, you know, you should have started to build a relationship with them, a set of investors, let's say. And so when you finally have a pitch you want to pitch, uh, you, uh, the entree for that first meeting at least is relatively easy, right? And that's a, a key value of the network. Otherwise, you could spend months just trying to get into an investor's office or, you know, meet them in the right context. Uh, and so that's the second <clears throat> area that's very important. And then there are a whole bunch of other silos, you know, customers, the press, you know, going after industry, net, uh, uh, you know, collaborators of various kinds, even competitors that you might, co you know, cooperate, you set up a cooperation types model with, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you might need to do. Uh, there were a network where you know the industry, then the uh, overall ecosystem landscape very well, you're well connected, would be useful. And each of those will happen in different contexts. Sometimes you'll go to an event and guess what? There'll be three or four press people there. And, you know, you may not even be on the panel, you may not be of interest to them that day, but that's the right time to network with them. You know, go talk to them, find out what they're doing, find out what stories they're writing, you know, maybe get a card from them, talk to them, and you have nothing to ask of them right now. And then keep that road, <laughs> it comes back. And, you know, maybe, you know, I, I always believe that networking is best done if you pay it forward, if you do something for somebody. And without expecting anything immediately, because, you know, uh, and it's never tit for tat. I might do something for X, X does something for Y, and then they tell Y that they did, that I'm a good guy or that I'm, I'm good at something, and then Y does something for me. You know, that's how the real world works, okay? It's not, I do something for X and I expect something back from X. That's simply not the way the world works. So I would say pay it forward, be very credible. The other thing you should do when you're networking is be very credible. Uh, you know, it's, if you're very faux and very... Uh, you know, uh, superficial about it, it shows, people know. And I think credibility works both ways, which is you should be credible and realistic with somebody who's networking with you too. Because sometimes they come and they're not realistic in the expectations, okay? Uh, you know, I think uh, it's a two-way street. So be credible and realistic. You know, try and not ask immediately for something because I think the relationship should be built first before you start to ask uh, of, of something. And when you ask, you should ask in a realistic way. Be focused, be specific, uh, and be, you know, in some sense constrained in the ask, right? So that there's a, there's a phased ask to something. You might say, you know, oftentimes people come and say, can you introduce me to X? 
And I'm like, no, I can't just introduce you to X. I don't know what the context is and why would X want to take this introduction from me? And, you know, X is somebody famous, somebody, you know, a huge investor, something X, Y, Z, right? And, you know, you can't just introduce somebody randomly and if there's no connection to you. So I, I refuse to refer somebody if I haven't actually invested in the opportunity myself. If I haven't had an advisory role with the company <laughs> myself, what is where's the credibility I have, right? And then the person I, ref, I refer the, uh, to will, will soon start to delete my emails. <laughs> so that's, I think, a very important, you should be aware of that when you ask, when you build your network out, when you start to talk to people, uh, when you start to think through how, how to build a credible relationship, how to be authentic, don't ask too often too, right? Uh, I think that's a very important aspect that you should keep in mind. I think the last thing I'd say is, you know, uh, try and understand that the network is there for life. Uh, you know, so what goes around comes around. <laughs> uh, these are not one-off relationships. Uh, you should really, if you view it like that, uh, I think you'll find that, you know, the seed you sow today may, may, may reap you some benefits a few years from now. And so this is a lifelong process. Uh, you should find a way uh, to work with people in an equitable way. I think you should network up. You should network with your peers and you should network down. Oftentimes, people only want to network up. So, oh, I need to know people who are more famous than me, who are more connected than me, or who are more influential than me. But honestly, that's where the pyramid starts to get very narrow. And guess what? You'll actually build less of a network if that's your focus, if it's always looking up into the sky, right? Actually, looking at your level and looking below can often help grow the pyramid for you, the overall pyramid, right? And that's what you need to think about is, you know, it's the size of the pyramid, not just how, how close to the top you are that matters. Oftentimes, the people at the top can hardly help you. In fact, the people in the mid and even at the lower levels can give you more advice, can get actually connect you to other people who might be able to help you more frequently. Some of the top folks you might only be able to meet once a year, you know, even once a lifetime sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, not much will happen, right? So I think, you know, you've got to build the base of your networking pyramid, if that were, <clears throat> with your peers. And think through your life, you know, when you went to school, your schoolmates, when you first worked. Think of everybody at those places that could become part of your network and start to nurture them. And guess what? These are human beings. So even if you reach out to somebody that you met three years ago and go back and talk to them, I think they'd be more than open to kind of building up the, the network again. This can be resuscitated very easily. So don't just think, you know, I haven't seen that person in four years. You know, I used to work at that company and you knew 20 great people and we had a good time. But I haven't kept in touch with them, so uh, that, that part of the network is dead. It's never really dead. They're there. They're waiting for you to reach out, so be a little bit of an optimist. Go reach out and start to build that part of the network. So look across your entire career. Look across your, the landscape of interactions you've had, and there are opportunities everywhere. Even if that is not as rich as you'd like, then the opportunity is for you to go out there and volunteer and build that base. Become part of organizations, become part of events, become part of clubs, become part of groups that are also doing something impactful. Become a thought leader within those areas, I think, you know. And that then gives you some credibility, it gives you a, a, a following and, and ability to follow others and connect with others, right? I think that's important. Uh, and then lastly, I think, you know, obviously you should also give back. When others want to network with you, you should understand that this is a reciprocity is the key for networking. It's not a one-way street. Oftentimes people feel it's a one-way street and they treat it like a one-way street. I need to get, 
and I think, you know, and then they don't quite understand how they can give back. <clears throat> in every interaction you have with somebody, try and see if there's something you can do for them. And guess what? It'll come back in spades. If there's something you can do for them, if you can give them business, if you can, you know, connect them to somebody, uh, if you can help them understand something they're going through, if you can maybe find help them connect with somebody who might maybe a talent that they might be want to use or service they might want to use or something useful information. I think every conversation can re result in that possibly, right? And it's a two-way exchange. It becomes a win-win. They then remember you. They want to keep networked with you. They then feel an obligation to do something for you as well. So in summary, I'd say, you know, think about you know, they often say six degrees of separation and everybody is connected. That's great. Uh, you know, I don't know that we need the whole world connected at six degrees. I think, you know, you've got to think about your little web. Think of it like a pyramid where you've got, to, you've got to nurture the base of the pyramid, not just focus on the top of the pyramid. Think about how you can pay it forward. Think about how you can do stuff. That What that means is think about how you can do stuff for others before you expect for yourself. When you ask, ask infrequently, uh, be relevant, be focused, be very uh, realistic in your ask. And I think, you know, that all of those tips, I hope, will serve you well as you go out and think about networking and building, you know, a network that's relevant, contextually relevant, useful to you in your business and your startup. Good luck. Mm -hmm.